Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Trembling is a free action. The heroes pushed forward into the caldera. Can we just take a re- reconnoiter a bit and take a look? Before going to the forge, you mean? Yeah, you know, why not? And discovered the castle of the Storm Tyrant. Overhead, an enormous gray castle floats atop a roughly spherical cloud just a few hundred feet above the caldera floor, casting a haunting shadow across the entire mountaintop. But an attempt at a flyover. At that point, you hear a loud steam whistle coming from the direction of the tower. Left the party exposed. Meanwhile, you hear this loud winch sound coming from the direction of the towers. The adventure continues. Grab your dice and roll for initiative. Oh, what? No. Listen, I can't remember what I said in the first episode of 2020. I'm not 100% sure. I didn't go back and listen. But I bet it was somewhere along the lines of, this is going to be one hell of a year. <laughs> you for say the that every year. Canada Network. <laughs> yeah. I say that usually at the beginning. This would be one hell of a month. For the guy. But I'm sure I really got fired up about it. Um, and you know what? It was, it was still correct, just not in the way we intended we did two live shows uh, instead of the planned 16 or so. Uh, we did one convention instead of the planned seven or so. Um, and uh, we launched a bunch of new shows and we played a bunch of new games. Yeah, more than we did in 2014. That is absolutely true, Matthew. That's very accurate. <laughs> you were but a twinkle in our eye <laughs> at that time. Um, but I think 2021 is truly going to be a landmark year for the Glass Cannon Network. Because it's got to be better than last year, right? And last year was pretty good. Listen, it, a lot of businesses suffered um, during uh, the pandemic and still continue to suffer. And we take that very seriously. We've been trying to do what little we can to help out. Um, thankfully, because of the uh, generosity and of the nation, also just the strength of this fan base, uh, we were able to keep going because that could have been a real possibility, having to shut down, having to do no podcast, take a year off and hope for the best, and just pay taxes on nothing. Uh, but no, thanks to the nation, we were able to uh, keep going and uh, power through, and now we are ready for, I truly believe, a landmark year. we got a lot of plans. And one of those plans includes finishing Giant Slayer. This is the last year of Giant Slayer. This is it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to go 52. Well, actually, I, I didn't even realize that. It might go into next year. But I wouldn't think so, you right? Know, 52 Think about it. Books, book five was 51. But we're already, wouldn't you say that uh, we're already a two eps into book, book six? So it's hard to define what that uh, starting point was. Mm. Maybe. I mean, it is easy to find. You could just open the book and tell us. It yeah, was... I'm going to say, well, we did a lot of like, not even downtime, just kind of Can't like bothered. aftermath epilogue type stuff. So I think this is really the third episode of book six. So uh, uh, 48 to go. 
after today. Uh, <laughs> we'll finish before Christmas. Well, right. I said this before book five, and uh, it didn't really come true. I guess it kind of did in a way, but it, this is going to get so elevated that it's just going to have to move kind of fast. Yeah. Because combats are going to last a couple rounds, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Because it's just the no. sheer amount of damage is insane. Now, each round takes longer than they used to. But, uh, but yeah, just the amount, the swings of damage are so nuts. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, I think we'll see dead characters, but other ones will swoop in to die in their place. And we'll just keep going, sure. baby. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to slow down. Yeah. Unless we do have like situations where we have to leave this book, essentially, like the pre-written stuff because of character death, you know, and like yeah. do a lot of role play of bringing people in. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Also, let's not forget how much of book six is our story that isn't in the book yeah. that has to get resolved. Right. So that'll all get added on to the length of the AP. So sometime in uh, 2022, we will be wrapping up. Like, <laughs> yes. Hopefully. Unless you're just TPKs. It could be TPKs. You lose. Giants take over the world. You still mm-hmm. fizzy lifting drinks. You lose, Matthew. You lose the AP. Uh, it's happened to uh, greater men than you. <laughs> <laughs> what a sad ending though i mean is that the ending this is going to be for five years or all yeah. this and just the bad guys win brander <laughs> high fives the storm timer and they fly off into the night yeah they fly Listen, to vegas you just gotta decide you gotta decide what's more important finishing in 2021 or finishing with a happy ending i know yeah. maybe we could wrap this up in a few weeks <laughs> yeah we wrap it up tonight honestly <laughs> we to. tonight. yeah seriously Put our wow. to it. next next week's app will just be uh like a talk back app like we did at the end of book one talking about <laughs> galarian lore <laughs> yeah um, I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see. You know, there might be some episodes that get extended. You know, I, I don't. I don't like ending episodes uh, when we've only done four rounds of combat. But the rounds take so much longer, and uh, you know, I, I'll extend where I need to. But I still like the hour-long format. Um, we'll see. I really would do want to get this done this year, and I think it might be possible to even get it done in the fall if we really ramp things up and extend some apps. So much depends on choices that you make, and. Uh, you know, whether you survive or not. Because right now there's a pool of characters out there beyond the four mains. They're floating around out there, in addition to several uh, ancillary characters that may or may not uh, have, uh, you know, resolutions to their story. At a certain point, the, 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 those characters, the, the herd might thin. And then I think once they're all gone, you, you lose. You lose the adventure. So uh, let's see if that's I know. On the table. It seems strange and extremely unlikely that four 15th level heroes come out of nowhere and come together to fight yeah. the storm tired. <laughs> like it just, it, it really is a little bit crazy to imagine in the narrative of the world that there's that many people that powerful. I think there's that many people that powerful, and it makes sense to me that it took this long for them to get word, because we've been spreading this word to every single yeah. council, right. town, government we can, and they've got to, through just general trade, get that across to other town folks across the world, and they've got to speak that out to their champions, and maybe one of the champions thinks, I don't care what the king or otherwise leader of this place says, i got to go stop these things. Huh. That's interesting. Not yeah. the dwarves of Kragan. Dan, however, nope. they won't be sending any they're, reserves. No. They're all out. Um, 
I think we could pull it off. I think we could pull off like one. It's like a, a trope. You're, you can do that once. Like <laughs> yeah. I've, I've taken up the call. And I'm <laughs> somehow on this cloud. Yeah. Like, for four <laughs> nations of Galarian. Four heroes unite. Well, that's kind of what it would be like, right? Each, yeah, yeah, each is, nation yeah. sends a hero. Yes, an ambassador hero. Yeah. Legendary <laughs> warrior. Yeah. That's why I kind of like being in that situation, having characters in that situation, because then you get to you get to create out a whole cloth, their whole backstory. Yeah. Like all their adventures and everything. You get to like make them into this superhero like on galarian and say how they got there and everything else like from scratch yeah it's pretty fun the the other very obvious way which is how we got a della which is that someone's like captured up there yeah um but how many times can you do that is there like a jail full of 30 people (laughs) and we only free one we just go in this is just a jail full of 15 15 level characters like all right we need a we need a melee fighter (laughs) yeah We need a spellcaster, divine, preferably. <laughs> Does anyone else? do ranged in here? Yeah. Is anyone ranged combatant? Ranged prisoner? No. What level are sit you? Tight. <laughs> what level are Ooh, you, sir? Twelfth. I'm sorry. We need someone a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not too crazy to think about. I've already started thinking about this because you know when it happens, if it happens now, PC death, it's just gonna it's just gonna happen. We didn't, it's not gonna be that big. Maybe it'll happen in the big big epic encounters. But odds are, it's gonna be like oh shit. Shit, we didn't see the oops, and then someone dies. You False. know what I mean? It's not. It's not. I don't think it's going to happen in those Skirkatla Urathash uh, fights anymore. It's going to be more like the way Lork went down, and then uh, it's going to be a little bit of scrambling. So I'm already like wheels in motion, trying to figure out how to pull this off and make it work because that's that's hard. Uh, and as you see, uh, you'll see as the story progresses that it's going to be harder and harder. Um, speaking of the story. <laughs> man <laughs> i love how we're starting the new book and all we're talking about is what new characters are going to be <laughs> yeah we're so we're already so convinced of our own defeat we haven't even seen what really what's happening here yet hedging our bets early right it's you know it's stressful though I, before we jump in i was just thinking about like what if you do lose like that is a real bummer <laughs> Like, I would, we go God. through every contingency plan and you still lose. Yeah. <laughs> it would it would be kind of cool in a way. Sure. But it would also feel like a massive waste of the last four years. <laughs> yeah. So. Four years yeah. of a campaign. It seems a little tough to me to just walk away from it. If you were playing it super fast and you played a ton of sessions and banged it out in a year or two, like, you know, I, I don't think it would be as bad. But a real slow burn five-year campaign that ends that way. I don't know. I mean, I, we answered this question on Fodder years ago. And I think you were of the opinion that you keep going, and I was of the opinion that you just stop because it's like you're not going to bring people in with all that backstory to this campaign and have it fit. But now, like, ever since Grant said that, I'm like, it would almost be fun and funny yeah. if, like, just new, <laughs> super high-level people just kept showing yeah. up to try to take down the boss that were, like, each tweaked a little bit exactly for the adventure. Yeah, it yeah. would be really fun. Yeah. And then at the end, you'd win. You'd be like, when do we want? Yeah. Suck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Even as we're talking about it, I'm getting ideas that I, do, <laughs> that I need to write down. Because like, oh, they just gave me an idea. I no. know. I think it's really <laughs> fun. If we get a TPK, each of us gets an hour-long episode introducing our characters back. Oh, that would be oh, a journey. We'll never finish this year, but that'll be great. <laughs> the journey from that, yeah, that nation to like across Galeria. Or you yeah. do one hour and you each get 15 minutes. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just, just do an episode. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> yeah. That would be great, but you know what? Why don't we just take that? <laughs> Four hours seems a little long. <laughs> um, 
Well, then you got to include 10 minutes of banter. All right, you get nine minutes each. Uh, Grant would have absolutely no problem filling an hour oh. with the adventure of how his character got there. I have no I doubt. Think you could just go down his equipment sheet and fill it. <laughs> one time I sent Troy a backstory for one of our shows, and he wrote back to me, he's like, this is really good, but I just cut some stuff. Uh, save it for the novelization. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Save it for the novelization of the show. He says it to me all the time. He's like, I sent Grant something, and I just, I just said, and keep it short. Like I just need, just need a couple minutes. Grant. Grant's very verbose. He gets, he gets lost in his words. There's a lot of big words in those Grant backstories. Those Grant flashbacks. It's a wordsmith. The yes. words take up too much space. <laughs> I just want something in common with the words I use. We both take up too much space. Oh God. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to just jump right in and uh, pick up where we left off and, uh, and then talk about what we've been doing for the last uh, two hours while we were sitting here um, goofing off. Um, you finished last episode uh, a little before the end. Uh, Metro wants to take a little peek. So you go ethereal and you look out there. Do a cool little cut scene, uh, and then you see the situation. And you're obviously seeing it in gray and black and white on the ethereal plane, but you see a huge crater. You see a flying castle. You see a tower. You see giants and large insects, colossal-sized insects around, and you're just taking it all in, and then you rush back. Then you say, all right, I'm going to go invisible. I'm going to fly up there. Just check it out. So... The guys stay 90 feet back, Baron, Dalgrith, and Nestor. You fly out, you keep flying, you get 110 feet away from the cave opening when all of a sudden a steam whistle sounds from the direction of the tower. This, like Fred Flintstone wrapping up his day at work. Let's roll for initiative. Oh, <sighs> I didn't. I didn't know if you were just saying that to hype up the cliffy, or if like we really were going to be rolling for initi- initiative. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't joke about initiative. <laughs> Certain things are off off limits for my humor. It's I one of initiative. It's no laughing matter. It's not, it really is. Uh, Metra, let's start with you. I feel like you're the uh, you're the star of this scene. 22. 22. Oi, Solid. Uh, Nestor? Uh, Nestor got natural 20. Got to 31. Ooh. Ooh. Well done, Nestor. Gold. Baron. Natural one. 16. Ooh. Ooh. Barrison, brother. A tale of two cities. Uh, Dalgrith? Uh, natural 18 for a 30. Ooh. You know, when we ended last week's sesh, um... There was, I was kind usually when we end sessions, uh, you guys get the benefit of time to not have to immediately react. Do you know what I mean? Like when we end on a cliffy that put, throws you in the middle of something, I feel like it all, it almost always benefits you guys more than it does me. And I think in this situation, it certainly benefits you. Now you have time to think like, okay, what do I want to do? Whereas if I was just like, what do you do? You would make a much different decision, uh, than having a whole week to think about it. This uh, this benefited me as well because uh, I don't know if I'll ever get to talk about it, but uh, for a number of reasons, this really benefited me to kind of take in the scope of what is happening. Um, so that being said, that cryptic um, paragraph being said, uh, let's go to round one. Remember, Dalgrith, Baron, Nestor, 90 feet from the cave opening. Uh, 
200 feet as the crow flies, as the Metra flies away up in the air, is Metra. You three in the cave do hear that whistle. Nestor, what, if anything, do you do? Uh, Nestor is just mutters, like, oh, bloody hell. And I think he's just going to run to the entrance of the cave so he can get a view of what's going on and have fire support for Metro if she needs it. Okay. So he's just going to run and to, to, to where he can see the caldera. Okay. Everything. So staying, like, within the cave. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's not going to jump over it and enter the caldera. Ah! I do have those boots. <laughs> so I could do it. Uh, and you make 90 feet easily in a run. It's a straight line. Yep. Uh, all right, so Nestor runs all the way up to the edge of the uh, exit, looking up. Obviously, you don't see... Um, Metra, but you see everything I explained to you that she saw. Um, you know what? Let me show you what you see. <gasps> what? Oh, I thought this was theater of the mind. Now it's real. The night of mind. the theater. I want to show you what the castle in the cloud looks like. Oh my! Oh, oh. I saw. I saw sitting in the clouds. <gasps> oh. Oh my God! It's beautiful. Look at those little openings down the base. What the heck? I can see them on the drawing, Troy. This looks like a place... Yes, you would assume that that is covered by the energy field. It is below the cloud, as far as you know. It isn't. Wow. I see. Look at this. Down the bottom. I see an opening there. Or is that just oh, wow. texture? I think you're, you're over-reading the artist's texture. I uh, really texture. think so, Matthew. You know the problem about this is? Um, it looks like the uh, protagonist of the story lives there. Not, not, the, not the bad person. Yeah, it's very like, pleasant. It looks like shorts or something. Are we the bad? Yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like That's a, a cathedral in Florence or something. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's like yeah, really it's like nice. A, it's like a Romanesque slash Gothic cathedral. Yeah, it's not quite Gothic. It's, it's not, not quite, quite gothic, gothic, but but yeah, it's not enough not enough negative space. It looks nice. celestial. And and it, right. I really am having a hard time picturing this in the middle of a volcano. Yeah, it doesn't. It looks like God's boss lives there. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It's a beautiful day outside. It looks like the government building in heaven. Right, <laughs> boss. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously enormous, um, and it has this beautiful bluish gray color to it. Um, that you would think if it was actually up and out of the volcano it would blend in with the clouds perfectly. Here, it just really, yeah, doesn't fit the scene. Um, huh. But I just want to give you a visual representation of that. Wow, very um, cool. And just like that, I would take it away from you. It has trees. Well, it's it, in the middle yeah, of it. It's the smoke of a volcano. <laughs> the trees mean that they have a gardener that yeah. takes yeah. care of it, <laughs> and they care about beauty and relaxing. Yeah. Oh, boy. It is now Dalgrith's turn. Dalgrith, you hear the whistle. You know, you see Nestor boot down the hallway. Yeah, his first instinct was to not do anything, but now he's like, Oh, Nestor, we need to stay close. Uh, Just because he's thinking, like, if Metro's going to swoop in and teleport us out of here, we got to be close. But he can't keep up with Nestor's speed. So he's like, (laughs) (laughs) and starts trying to hustle behind Nestor. But I don't know if he makes it to him, if Nestor went full run. Well, if it's 90 feet. Yeah, because um, I could. I stopped thirty feet short of how far. Okay, I could so he can go, get to so. Nestor. Yeah. Okay, and that's all he does. Yeah, Nestor is eighty-five feet away, so you just gotta make it eighty-five feet. Let's stay close, Nestor. Stay, stay near each other, just in case she comes in. Yeah. It is Metra's turn. Metra, you are invisible, flying, 
and you hear this sound coming from the direction of the tower. It's far, far away from you, this tower. Can I attempt a perception check on the tower? Yeah, dude. They saw me. Yeah. So clearly they have some ability to see invisibility. Do you want to see the bird's eye view of where what you see looking down? Ooh, yeah, I do. Yeah, man. Let's go to another map. Oh, baby. Whoa. Oh. Calderon. So where 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 is the opening and where am I? All right, here is the cave that you flew out of. I'm pinging it on the map. Okay, okay over so to the east. On the eastern side. On the eastern side. And then the tower is up to the north. I mentioned to you that there was another opening back into the cave to the south. Okay. Um, and then obviously flying castle um, tethered by two chains, three chains hanging loose. Uh, you are right. Oh, no, you wouldn't be that far. Actually, check this out. This map is to scale. So yeah, whoa. this doesn't make any sense. So you are oh, oh my god! So you are only hundred and ten <laughs> feet away. Oh my Look god! At how it's god. Just barely a dot. So I'm how barely out of the cave opening. Is what yeah. you're telling me. If this was a five foot map, I think you'd be five feet from the cave opening. I think every five feet is like a hundred wow. or something. But I'm and I'm about so roughly. Let's see. So I, I'm a hundred and hundred. You said hundred and ten feet. Yeah. So roughly, I'm. About 876 <laughs> feet from the tower. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what is the tower? There is a tower. Like uh, a watchtower? Uh, yeah, it looks like a, a lone watchtower, defense mm. tower, uh, standing. Um, uh, looks like there's a little bridge. You see a little bridge leading up to it. Uh, and you tower. worry about those fighters. I'll worry oh, about yeah, the tower. I'll worry about the tower. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. That's good, man. Uh, the map is a little tricky. It is to scale, but uh, for the sake of argument, just go by my measurements. Use your measurements as a ballpark, but you'll see that even putting, because the map's so large, even putting in an inch, uh, a, a mil... Uh, a mil- millimeter away uh, screws it all up. So, but we're so, roughly almost like at least you're 900 14. feet from the tower at the cave's entrance, and like f- almost 1500 feet from the castle. Oh yeah, as the crow flies. So I was pitching this all wrong. I was thinking me that too. The, I thought I thought there was like when we get to the edge of the the cave that we're in that there would be like a sheer drop into the caldera. But we're actually we could walk out. There's like a big plateau with kind of like the, it's kind of like a uh, like a strip mine, like going down into the. And, and there's, like, different levels where, where, where we could run around in, right? Yeah, so the entire caldera is probably more than two miles in diameter. Metro, you can see this. The rest of you just see, or Baron, you're not up there yet. It just goes on forever. However, this circular inner crater that you're flying above is probably about 1,200 uh, yards in diameter, about 3,200 feet oh, I across. See. Okay. Um, but the entire crater that isn't even shown in this map is over two miles wide. Wow. wow. All right. So, yeah, I, I pictured the castle taking up the whole thing inside, you know? Right. But, like, it's just one thing. It, it's massive. Right. It's a massive caldera. Massive. Yeah. And you see there are rocky cliffs and ridges about 30 feet high uh, forming concentric arcs within and around the inner crater, um, which Very is cool. ringed by Very a 30-foot-high cool. cliff. You would think you'd need to climb if you wanted to get up there. Um, and can I ask real quick what yeah. it, this is probably obvious, but what is it like, the ground? Is it just all, like, like barren, volcanic, black rock? Like So, yeah, you and Nestor 
like would be able to see almost it, reflective. It slopes downward first of all from where you are to get to the bottom of the crater. It slopes downward, um, and it's uh, like a gradual slope covered in loose pumice gravel. So you'd think that's going to make footing a little tricky if you want to do any type of acrobatic stuff. Um, but on the plus side, it gives you higher ground if you were attacking uh, people below. You get that plus one right. bone. Okay. Um, there are also volcanic vapors and gases emerging uh, emerging from fissures all over the rock, and so it creates this thin haze over the entire crater, giving the air an acrid smell, too, that you guys smell right when you get there. Is it like a sulfuric sort of, is that the kind of smell you would get in that yeah, situation? Yeah, 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 yeah It's very stinky. Uh, it doesn't provide uh, concealment. It's more of a flavor haze, but yeah. it's kind of cool. And up on the cliff to the northwest, there's a lot more of it. Um, it's kind of that smell. Have you ever been in uh, Yellowstone or anything? No, like, I have always wanted to, and I've never been. Yeah, it's really cool. It, that's that smell. That sulfur smell is like everywhere, and I imagine it would be similar here. Yeah, and off-putting. Maybe you get used to it, but uh, to me that would be off-putting. Like lighting yeah. a match, you know, that smell right after you're lighting. Like, I don't yeah. want to live in that. Yeah. Um, here's the other thing you notice, and uh, Metro, you're starting to notice it, and now that Nestor and uh, Dalgrith have got to the opening, you know you're very high. You're thousands and thousands of feet in the air. And where inside the tunnels of the uh, caverns of the volcano, you didn't feel the altitude difference, you feel it immediately as you exit the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So, that's right. There'll be hourly fortitude saves uh-huh. uh, unless you can go to Life Bubble Town or something similar. We have uh, a wand of Life Bubble. Then you should be fine. You don't have to worry about it now. But if you stay up here for about an hour, you know you're going to have to start dealing with this. Uh, and the higher you go, the worse it's going to get. Um, talked about the castle. It looks like it's the walls are nearly 500 feet high. Uh, it's sitting atop a cloud that uh, it's got to be 600 feet in diameter. Uh, and the bottom of the cloud comes within 200 feet of the crater floor, which I think I told you, Metro, when you went ethereal. Um, you just can't see where the bottom of the castle starts and ends. Um, and yeah, that is what's going on. So... <laughs> Is Back that all? to your original question, <laughs> which was what? What's the tower? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about the tower? So the whistle came from the tower. <laughs> yeah, the whistle came from the tower. It's this squat uh, cyclopean tower uh, standing on a massive base of layered stone. Uh, from where you're standing, you only see one entrance in the middle of its cylindrical body uh, at the top of a long wooden ramp. There's a turret sitting on the roof of the tower uh, and a tall metal chimney rising from the roof that's just releasing smoke. So you think, okay, that is probably where the whistle came from. Uh, You're 110 feet up. Away. Away. You see activity up there. There looks to be some giant mechanism and bodies. And you hear that chunk, 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 chunk. Can I roll perception? On there? Uh, it's very far away, but I have a very high perception. Yeah, go for it. Uh, also, you know how occasionally you read the text of a skill and you discover something a skill can do that you never knew before? Sure. All I just discovered something sneak attack can't do by reading it just yet yeah, uh, today. Cure the common cold? No, yeah. and that's why I was so scared when you talk about the fissures. You, if I read it right. You can't get sneak attack damage if... Your opponent benefits from concealment. That's true. I read that today, too. So if you're flanking in the cloud, like, 
you, and you hit and you get and you roll the twenty percent and everything, you still can't do can't sneak attack them. damage. Yeah. So if you were going to be like this entire place is twenty percent, like, yeah. 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 You got. I, I think I I gave one uh, to Nestor in the uh, Titarian fight. Uh, he got sneak attack when there was yeah. concealment involved, and you technically aren't. Yeah, should, to get yeah I, just, have I just I never noticed that until yeah. today. It's yeah. crazy. Well, um, you can use perception to identify the powers of a potion through taste. Oh, <laughs> oh that's right. That's, that's right. Even if you have no magical aptitude, <laughs> it's a perception check. Yeah. Fifteen okay, plus know, the I've, potions. I've had that before. I think that's that potion tastes, of invisibility. Yeah. That tastes like invisibility. It's either a potion of clairvoyance or a diet slice. They're very similar flavors. Slice. Okay, I'm going to roll, roll perception on the tower. Okay. Uh, natty 19. Ooh. Okay, 39. All right, so it's about 80 feet tall. There's looks like a six-foot or so wooden parapet on its flat roof. Um, you see some sort of mechanism that is being turned towards you. It doesn't quite look like a ballista. It doesn't quite look like... It's some sort of siege engine, okay. but it's it's so huge and it's moving extremely fast for its size. Doesn't make sense to you. Nothing you've seen before, and you see uh, far away three or four, maybe five bodies up there. All right, uh, can I do another perception check? Just uh, there's the the creature down below mm-hmm. that's been activated by the the whistle, the scorpion. But is there any any other kind of movement up in the you know coming at me? Any, uh, anybody else that might be coming to attack us? Okay, roll perception. Uh, natural five, twenty five. You don't see where well, you're 110 feet up. You don't see anything lifting off the ground to come after you. Um, you just see these giants riding a colossal scorpion, and they're skittering uh, like in the direction of the castle. But that's all you see. Okay. And they don't appear to see her. No, they're looking around at the sound of the whistle, and you know you hear you're so high up you hear things being yelled, but nothing that you can. This could be a lot of things. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a giant who sees invisibility seeing you. That's easy. Could be that very, very well. But like, there, there could also be some sort of like motion detection yeah, going on here, proximity, or yeah, proximity alarm because you trip something, but they still can't even see you. Like, but they are pointing the ballista at me. I know, which leads me to, but it could be that the ballista is intelligent or something, or it's a construct that knows something, and the giants don't. So there's a lot of like weird options out there. All right, I'm gonna ready in action. Okay. Uh, let me just make sure I can ready this. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna. Wait and see what happens. And if the ballista or whatever that object is on top of the tower gets turned, like, at me, Mm -hmm. I will act. I will cast a spell. All right. So it's being turned in your direction. You want to wait till it fires at you? Or you want to... Oh, it's going to fire? Uh, Boom! Oh, nice, yeah. Matthew! Ooh. No, but like... Well done. <laughs> you tricked him. <laughs> I mean, a lawyer's you, dodge. You idiot. It's being aimed at you. <laughs> but is it being aimed at me or are they just going to like swing it around? I'm saying you can't ready that action. You can ready for it on a firing, but aiming at you, it's too hard to tell. What okay, if they fire then. Can I interrupt that? Like... Uh, yeah, you yes. haven't making any, uh, taken any action, standard or move. So you want to take an action should it fire at you. Yes. Okay. And I can, as long as I can interrupt it, I don't want to like, I don't want whatever it's going to shoot to hit me. So if right. you're saying I can't, I won't be able to discern that, then I'll just. This is tricky. Like, say it did fire at you. The firing happens, and then that thing, just the the bolt or whatever, floats in midair. Yes. While you act. When yeah. you ready an action, it occurs before the triggering event. Right. So you'll hear that thunk, 
But the triggering event is triggered and can't be untriggered. So right. it does essentially pause in midair. But the other thing is, like, you got to hover, right? Or are you going to keep flying as a move action and then ready this? Or are you going to hover as a move action? I can do that. Uh, yeah, I guess I have to take my move action because I took my perception yeah. check. I can't just delay. Yeah, okay. So I will... I'll hover. You know, I'll turn... I'll kind of... I'll gracefully turn to face the tower and our the opening that I came out of. That, okay. That's my move action. Ready to action. If it fires before it hits me, I will cast a spell. Okay. So you move a little bit. That's your move action. You're readying your standard uh, to act if it fires at you. Because if it fires at me, they can see invisible. Right. Maybe the giants can't. You don't know. Maybe one giant can. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot. I'm just saying, keep your mind open. Don't Let's, let's not assume. But if they can target me, they can see. Yeah. Okay. Some, something can. can see. Someone yeah. or something can. Okay. Uh, let's go or to- they just see in heat signatures. It's a bunch of predators up there. You never know. <laughs> Maybe they just have the preternatural sense of brooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could just detect brooms. Detect I wonder brooms. I wonder if it's like a uh, broom bane ballista. Yeah. Broom <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen in book six. Uh, let's take it to the last member of your elite fighting team, Baron Redheart. Baron is going to power walk his way up to Nestor and Jaldrith like a 60-year-old divorcee at the Mall of America going for the last Cinnabon. Uh, all right, so Baron can get up there with ease, 85 feet. 60 feet is how far Nestor moved, but yeah, I have 80 feet of... Uh, no, Nestor moved 85, He moved or 90, he moved 90. right up to the end of the thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, you have extra movement speed, that's why you were able to get there as opposed to... No, because I, I am running, I can move four times my I'm, speed. I'm asking Dalgrith, though. How- no, 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 I know. So, like, he he didn't need all of his running speed to get up to me. I didn't use all of mine. Uh, I was he didn't use all of it. But you can move more than 20 feet around is what I'm asking, Tyrus. No, no, I can't. Oh, so you didn't get up to him. Okay. You got 80. I thought you could be uh, 10 feet away from him. Yeah, 10 feet away. Yeah. All right, then I'm also 10 feet away from him. Okay, good. So the dwarves are hanging out, hoping, hoping for the best for Nestor while he stands at the edge. And it is Nestor's turn. Nestor, again, you don't see... Uh, Metra, uh, you hear that whistle. You hear the sound of this chunk, 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 chunk coming from the tower. Uh, and yeah, I don't even think you see these creatures that she sees because there's a they're a level below. So yeah, Nestor's just kind of like looking around. I'm, I'm going to do a perception check. Yeah, uh, thirty, thirty. Um, let's go over it all again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Start from the beginning. With the, with the exception of the stuff that you hear in the tower, which is basically the stu- same stuff she hears, you don't see it because it's above your eye line. Right. Um, I don't see any movement around where I am from where, from my perspective. All right, so you're right anything. there on the cave ma- uh, on the cave thing over where there's a lot of vapor to the northwest and there's a lot more uh, fumaroles. You do see some movement up there. But you can't quite tell what's happening. It doesn't look like giants. There's just some strange uh, sparkling movement. And then uh, you hear stuff below in the crater, but you can't see it from that vantage point. Yeah, so Nestor, his spidey sense is going off. And he's just kind of like looking around. He's just like looking up at Metris. He says, come on, you witch. Go to get out of here. (laughs) And he's just like, he doesn't want to shout out, but he's just like kind of looking at her, just willing her to come back down to where they are so we can bug out. Okay. Um, Nestor waits. Dalgrith, uh, you're 10 feet away from your good buddy Nestor. What do you want to do? He's going to stop 10 feet away from him looking out at this huge opening and like just feeling the 
sense of danger, but Nestor hasn't shot at anything yet, so he's going to creep up uh, and he'll actually go prone and just sort of like crawl up and do a stealth. It's just like kind of like get, get up there but not be an easy target. Okay. Uh, so he rolls a 30 stealth as he comes up to the edge. Uh, but he's going to get up right next to Nestor. Oh, yeah. And Nestor... He like army crawls like up. Right. Like, Nestor's going like, to oh, yeah. Nestor's going to have, at the end of his turn, he's going to throw himself against the, the southernmost wall of the tunnel just to get some kind of cover and, and okay. concealment. Do you want to try and stealth in there just yeah, to, yeah. For, for good measure? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, so that is a 90-14, so that is a 40. 40, all right. So, guys, super, super stealthy. Yeah. Uh, you get up there, you don't feel like you've been seen. You don't see enemies, but you don't know what can be seen in the tower. Right. Uh, that's the only thing that's about. But now Dalgrith can see the cloud castle, or at least the fog or oh, yeah. surrounding it. And <laughs> you want to see that picture again? <laughs> yes, please. All right, now you get to see it. Oh, oh I see a castle in a cloud. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> it's there as a castle. I didn't want to uh, get sued, so I changed two words. Uh, that's all you get to say. All right. Um, Bucking Metra's turn. Metra, they did not fire at you between uh, your turn and the return of your turn in the second round. Interesting. Yes. The winch sound has stopped, however. Uh, good job, dude. Okay. Uh, just for good measure, Metro will do the same thing. She'll kind of look, she'll kind of do a lazy circle to the northeast uh, and will ready in action. If they fire, she will cast a spell. Same exact thing. Okay. Looks like it's going to pay off because at that moment you hear two sounds. Okay. Uh, Metro will cast Dimension Door. Okay. Where do you go? I appear right behind Baron and and Nestor and Dogrith. Do, like, do you tap him on the shoulder and do like, something funny? What are you guys looking at? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the Last Crusade when the, the tank after the tank. I was thinking, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking it's like Janet and Good Place oh, like yes. when she's summoned. She's she's never where you think she's going to be. She's just yeah. um, wait. I'm trying to remember it. Last Crusade. He like walks up behind them, right? Yeah, yeah and he's like, like and he's down. like all huffing and puffing. He's like, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> such a good, <laughs> such a good moment. Looking down, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Metro Dimension doors behind uh, Baron, uh, behind Dalgrith, behind Nestor, uh, and Nestor and Dalgrith. You both see, uh, and only the two of you, since you're right at the edge there. Uh, a thundering uh, ballista bolt come flying by and a huge stone just right in the air where nothing was. You would assume that's probably where Metro was. Wait, is it a stone or is it a ballista bolt? Both. Two (gasps) two things. Two Two things. Oh, one stone, (laughs) one ballista bolt. And then Whoa. A uh, ballista bolt Which one came first? Um, the or the ooh. Uh, looked like the ballista bolt came flying first. He's trying to do the same. The It was a little fing foo. Uh, classic fing foo. Just a classic fing foo. Um, uh, and that is what happens. It seems for the moment you are out of harm's way. What do you do? I think we're going to need to reinvestigate our our tactics, shall we? Make our escape to the Cathedral of Minderhall. Aye, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. 
And he back, he starts backing away, like, on his belly. He's, like, really yeah, afraid of being and, seen yeah, by Nestor's something out there. sliding along the walls. It's like, what's that old saying about waking sleeping giants? <laughs> bad thing, right? Generally bad thing, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what is the plan? Uh, we'll teleport to the Cathedral of Minderhall. Teleport to Cathedral of Minderhall. I see you reaching into your dice trailer. <gasps> what uh, what die are you pulling out? D one hundred. D one hundred. D one hundred. I'm more oh, nervous classic. now than I've ever been. This is the most nervous I've been for one of these rolls. <laughs> oh yeah. You're very familiar with uh, Minderhall. Minderhall's the key. <laughs> what? The key. Minderhall's the cathedral. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, however, not from the Minicol's the hedral. Are you trying to say polyhedral dice? Yeah, there's yeah. some. There's, there's Minicol's there. the hedral. <laughs> My uh, New Year's resolution was to have a stroke on air. Okay. <laughs> Check that off the list. Yeah, right. did that cut that out of the way quick? Really? Uh, I rolled a 49. Oh, okay. okay. It's always so terrifying. Like when you see those news reporters, they're like, oh, it's a hurricane in Miami Beach. And you're like, and nothing changes when they have that stroke. And I'm so afraid that's going to happen to me. Glossolalia? Is that what that is? Gale Force winds coming through South Chin on the All right. Oh. You find yourselves in Minderhall's Cathedral. It's been a while. Ages. It's been a while. It's been a while Amazing. since you went to Thinderhall's Cathedral. Thinderhall's <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cathedral. <laughs> you arrive and things are different. The doors to the cathedral are open and you see outside camps of all sorts of people. Medium-sized creatures, giant-sized creatures, almost mingling with each other in many ways. Outside, you look in the cathedral, in addition to uh, Farron and the other wackos that have started to uh, become a part of this story. Ralphio. Ralphio, of course. Um, You see (laughs) frost giants, where there weren't frost giants before. Whoa. Sitting down on stone benches, having conversations with... Kellid tribesmen. Amazing. Wow. Huh. You see maybe half a dozen stone giants. Looks like they're teaching humans how to use tools that are much too large for them. There's like a lot of sharing of ideas going back and forth. Humans like talking to a giant. The giant is like bending down to listen <laughs> and presiding over it all is Farron who sees you immediately when you just appear out of thin air in all of the gathered masses that are in the cathedral and you see outside as well they start standing up to look at you and everyone else just turns to look you imagine that Farron has been preaching the gospel of the True Now Five in a way telling of your story telling what you've sacrificed to try and save the world and in that moment, you think maybe there is hope to end this fighting between giants and humans. It's not going to happen overnight. Defeating the Storm Tyrant is just one part of this puzzle. But if you could have done this already in Minderhall's Cathedral, there's a moment of hope. Theron opens her arms and says, Behold, 
the true now four have returned. Come, friends. Take a load off. Let's talk. And I imagine you look weary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even though you have magic that can make your wounds close up, you've got that look in your eye of, you know, a battle-hardened warrior. Yeah, do we have magic that can act as a deodorant? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. No. No, and it was hot in that volcano. Volcanoes are hot. We're all wearing cloaks. Yeah. That would be the first cantrip anyone would develop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be in the top five. Mm-hmm. I think there is a cantrip that Bathe. does it. Like well, there's the cleanse, right? There's cleanse. And prestidigitation can clean off. Oh, right. Okay. Well, this is all... This is lovely, but Nestor is made... He's deeply suspicious and uncomfortable in all this. Have you been back? Since? Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. Yeah, no. This is yeah. This is his first time back too. So he's right. just like scene of the crime, literally. So yeah, she's eyeing you. She was there. Yeah, she saw it all go down. She looks to you, Baron, as if like, "What's oh, this? Is not the true now for I expected." A couple things have changed since we last saw you, Farron. I can see. The tide has turned. We have defeated King Titarian at Ash Peak. A couple of the giants turn their heads like, and Baron kinda, what? Baron kind of gets like a say? couple what inches taller. <laughs> King Titarian? He's on the balls of his feet. He's like, yeah, that's me, King Titarian. We did it. Um, I'm King Titarian. Yeah, the, yeah. Surely you took his magical crown. Uh, no, that, that got away. Is, is that important? It is probably a headband of something. <laughs> Amazing. It's pretty badass, but... Uh, no, <laughs> it is pretty um, badass. What is, what is it? Could you just tell us? You know what the crown does? Yeah. 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 You're never going to see her again. Uh, I'll tell you in a second while Baron role plays. Oh, in the epilogue, we could hunt down the queen <laughs> and murder her and all of her people. So we'd like the crown. And take the crown. <laughs> Such a great post credit scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you hang in there for the post credit scene... <laughs> It's a dark ending. Yeah. You just see, yeah, the slaughter of, of uh, the, what tribe was it? The, the what clan? Br- Brandrick. Brandrick clan. Well, it looks like you've had a few more acolytes since I've last been here, and you might expect a few more from clan Brandrick any day now, so get ready for them. Now, we could use your help. We need uh, more help than ever to end this fight, and that's why Nestor's with us. Our uh, aims have aligned for the time being. Now... Farron, you could help us end all of this by helping us identify a couple items we haven't been able to uh, figure out one way or the other what they do. And he pulls out the hammer. And is there anything else that we couldn't identify with our spellcraft check? That's it. So he pulls out the hammer. She takes it from you. And even in her huge slag giant hands, you see the weight of it change her mood. Not only the weight, but she senses the great magic it possesses. I've never seen such craftsmanship. My whole life I've been surrounded by giants such as I, who were masters of the forge. And yet I've never seen anything resembling this. I must prey on this tonight and see if Minderhal or perhaps one of your gods speaks to me and Let's me know. Do you have time? Are you in and out, back into the battle? 
We have about a day, Farron. We plan on using the forge to resize a few weapons we found and perhaps even give ourselves a bit of a fighting chance heading into the next battle. But as soon as we can, as soon as we're geared up and mended, we're out of here. We also might kind of pop over to another town called Skelt at some point uh, before we head back. <laughs> Let's not be too hasty, brother. One day might need more than a day. And uh, Baron looks Dalgrith up and down and realizes, like, even if he's trying to get things done as quickly as possible, um, as a leader, he's, like, not even taking care of himself. And everyone might need a bit more rest than that. And that it might even be worth, like, an extra sabbatical day to go to the hot springs or something. Mm -hmm. Even if the world's on the line, just to take that tension off. And that tension out of our muscles might be enough for us to dodge an arrow or a ballista bolt or get out of the way of a swing that could end our lives yeah and this is what uh we were talking about before we went on air and by we i mean the four of you guys is going back and forth and you had already been working on it (laughs) for the whole week but you still needed to do it together talking about what you want to do here because it seems pretty clear and you don't know you don't know once you get in there what the situation is going to be i know but there's some things i don't even know um because i've already forgot uh, <laughs> because I didn't prep it well. I didn't really prep the event. Well. Kind of, when I don't know, I just make it up. Um, there are a lot of things about the start of book six that I don't even know. I don't even know. I've only, I'm only ten pages in. Uh, I, just, I, I hear it ends well. I just finished the forward, and I made up all that stuff about the creator. Um, but you think that this could be your last visit to the outside world, so you want to resize some stuff. You might want to forge some stuff. And then you said you want to go to this town. You want to go to a town. You might want to buy some stuff. Right. You need your last stock to go in there just in case there's no way out. Just in case this teleportation uh, anti-magic field is a situation where you, you can't get out. And we've decided on top of all that um, to, to resize some things, to do some shopping, but to also – because time is of the essence, we're basically going to send a raven of word of what's happening as an update to True Now and the mm-hmm. other towns mm-hmm. and allies we have made throughout the way to let them know about this huge threat uh, that we're making good progress. But at any moment, we could fall. You could give them directions. You right. could let them know mm-hmm. that if a TPK happens, you might need people from these <laughs> yeah. towns. Yeah. People, sure. people with really mediocre backstories right. that don't take long to make. <laughs> Some, something you can talk about in nine, ten minutes. Right. right. And then spend the other four minutes going over the mechanics really? of that character. Yeah, mm-hmm. bland characters with incredible mechanics. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> people with a death wish. Yeah. Uh, I come from the town. <laughs> Powerful ciphers. I come from the town <laughs> of Minmaxius. <laughs> Minmaxius. All orphans with no families. Uh, yes. Nothing tied them down. <laughs> yeah. uh, Only accepting orphans with no children. That would be a good, no good spouses. one for Matthew. That should be Mindy Maximus. That should be your next. Another, another feminine Mindy character. Maximus. Mindy Maximus. Or Mindy Hall. Minderhall worshipping Mindy Hall. Yeah, Mindy Hall, yeah. <laughs> Mindy Hall of Minderhall. Mindy Hall worship of Minderhall. But I think in, in kind of the spare moment before we ask permission to use the forge and if that'll interrupt anything. And does Farron agree to let us use it? Uh, but of course, it, the forge does not belong to me. I am but its keeper now that Athena has passed. A question, Baron, if I may, and she kind of pulls you aside. I noticed he is with you. Sure, it's 
a long story, but my concern is, can you trust him? I can't. But as of this moment, I also can't move forward without him. He's one of the strongest fighters in all of Galeria. And one of the only chances we have of stopping the threat in front of us. I'm not going to sleep easy, I can tell you that, until this ends. And maybe even after then I won't. But it's a risk I'm willing to take if it means being able to stop the Scourge from descending on the small people of the world. There were times when I was studying under Atena when I sensed great discord in her beliefs. Not true evil, per se, but moments of darkness. And yet I still followed her because that was my path. I was her acolyte, and I listened. In time, I realized that her ways and beliefs were not all correct. Now, would I have done things differently? I don't know who's to say. However, this man... This man seems like he's pure evil. Now, maybe there's something in him that's worth saving. But you should be very careful. I will. And just as you were shaped by Atena, I was once shaped by a little lady who didn't even say a word to me. Her name was Abria. And ever since I found her, gave her back to her family, I've been fighting for her and people like her every day. And it doesn't matter if I can trust him or not or if he'll ever turn tail and kill me in my sleep. As long as I can point him and his aggressions towards the things that are threatening all the Aubrias of the world, I don't care. I don't care about my own well-being. I already lived my childhood. I already adventured more than any man has a right to see more of the world than anyone should. Baron, from here on out, it's not about me. It's about the principles we stand for. Uh, listen, might I be allowed to interject? I mean, this is sort of about me, so... They look up from where they were standing over yeah, you, 40 feet away. We no. should have gone farther away. I know, <laughs> I don't know why we stood so close. Uh, look, so uh, <laughs> I know, I'm not, like, clearly he's getting emotional. I'm not entirely sure who Aubrey, Aubrey is. And I think I can probably guess who a tenor is, though I don't really care. But just the simple fact that I've managed to convince this lot, who I betrayed so openly and completely, to take me back in should be some indication of, of, their, of the amount of, uh, of need that they have for me, the, uh, the, what I've been able to do to convince them. And, and I am the first to admit that I am one of the world's most incredible liars. But in this particular case, I am not lying. I, am, they, I, I need them. They need me. I need to take this giant tyrant out, or else he will hunt me to the ends of the earth. Even, even if he doesn't, even if he chooses not to, I choose to kill him because he has turned me into a hunted animal and that cannot stand and much as they need me to do this thing I also need them 
And as much as I have little faith in my own personal ability to complete this task on my own, I also have almost no confidence in their ability to complete this task without me. So we're sort of stuck with each other. And I hope that's enough for you, even though I don't really like giants at all. It's not my place to determine what's right and what's enough. Seems as if you are a weapon to them in many ways. And some weapons, not unlike this hammer, you can sense the evil in it. But if in the right hands, even an evil weapon can be used for good purposes. By the end of this, all of us will know if the right decisions were made. In the meantime, you should get some rest. Use the forge as you will, and I will meditate on this hammer. She goes down beneath the forge into the forge heart with the hammer. We should also say that I didn't want to belabor it too much, but I've already... She poked her head out. <laughs> Baron, I've already talked to him about, I believe, in the uh, uh, salvation of man through good deeds and that he could potentially do that still. That's my principle going forward, and I've already discussed this with Nestor. Uh, all right. Okay. I'm going to go down. <laughs> Let me know how the hammer does tomorrow. Do you go, oh, ah! And you hear a fall down the stairs. <laughs> oh, no! The hammer was so heavy! He distracted me! Oh, no! Oh, God! Crazy. I've broken the hammer, and now I'm bleeding! Oh, that's a long fall! <laughs> The hammer landed on my knee. <laughs> I'll never walk again. If we were to... <laughs> you hear a voice uh, over about 40 feet away. The other side just says, Is she all right? <laughs> and you look over and Dahlgrith is just in a towel. Steam bath over. Soaked head to toe. He's like, That feels so amazing. Yeah. It's incredible to be back. <laughs> so refreshed. Oh. So glad to be off that damn mountain. (laughs) (laughs) The crown, by the way, is a crown of conquest. (gasps) What? Couple cool powers. Uh, The wearer gets a plus four. (laughs) Plus four comp bone on intimidate checks. Uh, If the wearer of the crown has the leadership feat, you get a plus one bonus to your leadership score. And any follower or cohort of the wearer gains a plus one bonus on attack rolls and saving throws against fear while in line of sight of the wearer. Uh, And then the last thing, which I think is the coolest, is whenever the wearer confirms a crit, the crown creates a prayer effect centered (gasps) on the crown's wearer. That's incredible. Holy crap. I can't remember, but I think Titarian rolled a 20 on one of the rocks. And I was just like, I can just get a crit off. Uh, that would have just been boom, little prayer effect. Never had prayer cast against me yeah. before in a yeah. combat. Oh, that's Very crazy. Cool. Little Zerzvader prayer. Oh, now, for those that don't know, a prayer gives all your allies plus one and all your enemies negative one yeah. to hit at once. It's really cool. Effect. It's like a doubled up bless. Yeah. Bless and bane all at the same time. Yeah. Now, you already took time off air uh, deciding what you want to do with the forge. So just tell me and uh, or tell the listeners really what, what your plans are. Uh, 
we are, I mean, at the Forge, we're doing a whole lot of resizing so that this stuff can be sold to the outside world and so we can turn it over into cash to get the things that we really want. But uh, among those things, and I don't, I don't have to go into them, I mean, there's a ton of stuff. There's yeah, just the stuff that really matters. But I guess it doesn't matter. Like, if you're just resizing it to sell, are yeah, you resizing so anything to keep? There's only one thing I think we're resizing to keep. Uh, no, we there are. There's a More? lot. More? Okay, go yeah. through those first. Uh, well, we'll get to yours last, but it's little stuff. Uh, well, I guess, you know what? The wondrous items all resize themselves. So I guess they all, they're, they're all wondrous. wondrous. Don't need to worry about. The things that we're keeping. Weapons... Armor and cloaks are wondrous items, aren't they? Yeah. So just the weapons and armor, we're not keeping any of them. Hmm. Uh, we're sending them all back, except for one. And that is the plus two distance lucky fire forged pistol. Oh, oh yeah. Going to hold on to that one. And I had a bit of a back and forth with our uh, erstwhile game master today. That is I. <laughs> I'll be playing the game master this I session. am dungeon master. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am isn't dungeon he, master. But isn't he our, still our current game master? Well, you don't know what I put in his drink, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to show Archer the Dungeons Dragons cartoon. Oh, that's He's awesome. not into it. We, we get through the intro, and then he just wants to watch the intro again. <laughs> I am dungeon master. It's a good intro. <laughs> that, that was Venger. Cavalier. <laughs> Cavalier? Thief? Ranger? I always forget like all the original class. Yeah. Acrobat? Ranger. Barbarian. Barbarian. <laughs> uh, essentially, uh, after we went through all the original classes in our email chain, uh, I basically talked to Troy about altering this gun. A little not, gun alteration. Not adding on any magical abilities, as we have done in the past with uh, Lawbringer, which no longer is with us, sadly. Rest in peace. Um, oh, I hope I find... Rest in pieces, more accurately. Oh. Um, Really? <laughs> I didn't want to add any abilities to it. I wanted to change it, which made sense to me at a forge because my feats are built around double-barreled pistols, and this is a single-barreled pistol. Mm. So I asked Troy, "Hey, man, I would love to change this. I want to. I don't want to be it cheesed out there. Uh, you know, firing both pistols isn't really something I do, but my feats around it, and I don't want to cheat." And Troy said, you know, I don't like doing things that aren't explicitly listed. But he came to a, a compromise that yeah, I'm excited makes us about both this. happy. So what yeah. did you decide, Troy? Well, because, you know, we had talked about this before with your feats. When you were using a single barrel pistol, rapid reload and stuff, it's tied to just that. So when you switch to the double barrel, you would have had to get take rapid reload again and put on double barrels just sounded stupid so since rather than make you do that again i said just let you can do a flavor second barrel on there that you're like welding yourself at the forge of minderhall just to balance it right yeah just to change the balance but it doesn't have any mechanical bonuses it just allows you to not have to retrain those feats a cosmetic barrel yes a cosmetic barrel if you will um and i think that's cool it's flavor character um We talked about, you know, maybe making them, you could shoot them both at a minus five or a minus six, but I'm like, you're hitting a touch AC anyways, especially how with the distance pistol, it's going to be even easier. Um, Or like opping the misfire, I'm like, you know, just make it a flavor barrel. Yep. And uh, so I guess uh, Baron kind of looks around at all the ignits and finds a fire forged one. I ain't ignit! <laughs> and, I'm smart. And uh, I'm smart. All right. We'll slowly melt down uh, that piece of metal. Uh, he's not going to say that word again because he doesn't want the game master to interject. And uh, we'll meld it and shape it into a 
uh, extra barrel that will allow him to kind of have the muscle memory necessary to use this single barrel pistol as a double barrel pistol without the benefits of the barrel. Um, Sweet. That's the sound. That's the sound. I feel like we're, I feel like we're playing a digital version of the Giant Slayer board game. Your weapon has been resized. Ah, <laughs> uh, sweet. So you have this resized new gun. Um, uh, and that is it. Everything else plus one long swords, plus one great swords, plus two half plate, plus one half plate, like all kinds of stuff that we found on these guys. We uh, are resizing uh, through like a, probably an entire day's work, just like using the magic of the forge, using Farron's advice to resize all this stuff so that we can turn it around into value for the items we want to take into what appears to be uh, a castle we can't leave uh, until we take it down. Are you going to resize the hammer? Oh, well, we have to yeah. wait until Farron has a day to examine it. So, right. yeah, we're going to chill on that for the moment. We're not going to... So Can gonna... you resize it without knowing its properties? Well, you know what? I guess, yeah, we would resize it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Can I make a recommendation? What? Uh, I know we want to rest and go to the, ha- the, hot, the hot springs and everything, but we should go to Skelp today and do our, our sales and our selling and buying and rest we're either in Skelts or back at the cathedral. That way we are all fresh and I have all my spell slots when we return back to the Caldera. But, but I, I literally do not imagine us turning around that fast. Like yeah. I think we can be three days minimum. Like oh, we can go okay. do our I, stuff. Rest. I would like to, yeah, I would like to retrain a feat also, which would take five days. Take we, five right. Days. So yeah. Skid told me about this before. So I, that's why I sort of did it in character. But like, I think we're talking about a few days rest here, even if that makes things a little tougher for us there. I don't even we know that it would. I think like if we if we if we came back right away, they would be on guard because they're like. But the, I think the more time that we take, we might they might slip back into a little bit like I don't a know if they are coming back right. So it's just like yeah, just leave them guessing as to when we're coming back. Yeah, don't I don't think right that the, you know who knows like really. I mean, we have, we have no idea anyway. But but yeah, we just okay. landed. Such an enormous blow yeah. by dis, um, disbanding their entire fire giant special forces that they had been training up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no way they have like special forces coming in. We just right. got rid of all their special forces, right? So I think we not this have week. The time. Now, do I think that there are some repercussions? Yeah, but do I yeah. think? But I think it's worth it for worth the things for... we will be prepared for going in. Exactly. Yep, definitely. And I think that I could picture us in character. I could picture us multiple days debating like how we our, our approach right exactly and what yeah. are we going to do i have no <laughs> yeah, idea I don't know. <laughs> like i think it could be an entire episode just like debating how to get into this place i also, what our first step is i also want to go back to the dungeons and dragons cartoon for a second <laughs> because I'm did you know that three of the classes of the kids in that show did not exist in Dungeons and Dragons until that show premiered. No, I assume that they, but then they reverse engineered them from the show. They did. Oh, see, I always thought the chicken came before the egg. No, they were so cavalier, barbarian, and acrobat were originated in the show and then were retroactive. Well, not retroactive, but then were inserted into the game rules by the Unearthed Arcana supplement Isn't book. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Huh. Barbarian's a big one. Yeah, that's a hell of a class. Oh wow. yeah, 
to have that come out of that that's crazy yeah and actually acrobat what it was thief acrobat acrobat was kind of like a prestige class for thieves and cavalier was super overpowered too so yeah that's cool. Yeah. yeah, he gives the ranger a magical bow. He gives the barbarian a magical club. Mm-hmm. The thief and gets a, a a cloak of invisibility. invisibility. Uh, the acrobat so cool. has like a bow that she can vault over mm-hmm. people. Cavalier gets a shield, magical yep. shield. It's, it's not a bad show. You know that they never aired the final episode of the show, but the script was always floating around. Yeah. And someone got together with one or two members of the original voice cast and recorded I, the script. I was watching that a few months ago, yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched it, but I heard it. Did, they, did they animate it, too? Or I think, yeah, yeah, they did They did animate it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, the imagine, one I saw, it was on YouTube. Yeah. I imagine the animation is so cheap now. It's terrible, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, it looks... It's, I mean, it looks almost the same as the regular show. That's, that's nice they did that because, like, you always see at Comic Cons, like, table reads of things. Yeah, yeah. But, like, seeing it actually animated is another step up. Yeah. All right, so you're going to spend the night at Minderhall's Cathedral and just sleep it off. Okay. Yeah. Does it take, does it take more than a day to do this kind of stuff that you want to do? Um, I don't think. Well, you know what? I think that the, I don't know the rules because I didn't, I don't have craft I have, beats, but, like, it's something like. It takes like a certain amount of hours, or sometimes it can take like a week to like craft something. Well, are you doing crafting, or are you just, just re- no? We're just, we're just resizing. resizing. So, so does that is that just like one hit from the hammer and it does I, it? Or who has the um, the hammer of what was it called again? Hammer uh, Agrimash. The Agrimash is making. Yeah. Wait, that's oh, yeah. the only way you can resize. That's yeah. yeah. So uh, Minderhall Sir Forge. Will has that hammer. Oh, really? Yeah. Why would he have that hammer? I thought that the forge resized. No, Minderhall's Cathedral can be, excuse me, Minderhall's Forge can be used in conjunction with Agrimash, the hammer of unmaking, There's to resize armor and weapons. When a weapon suit of armor or shield is placed in the forge and struck with hammer, it permanently resizes to when match struck the with size. Hammer. <laughs> struck with hammer. It permanently resizes to match the size of Agrimash's wielder. The power is so strong that magic or even intelligent items are always affected. There's no way that the party would have let Sir Will no. leave with it if that we knew that that was tied to that. Yeah. Right? So Sir Will doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah. He Yanked. It. Sorry. So wait, what happened? You had it, and who did, who did you come in contact with that could get here? Metra? If anything, yeah. if anything, it would be in the bag. Yeah. Yeah, but, I think Baron would have taken it before parting ways with Sir Will. Right. Did Baron see Sir Will? Uh, what, yeah, when they left, when they split, when he went off. When to, he went to Skelt. Right. I feel like we had this conversation before, last time you were doing resizing. You were like, we, we can't give it to Sir Will. We need it. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm almost sure. Either way, that's when I would have taken yeah. it. When he I'm going to penalize you yeah. for that. Because um, you would have been like, no, Sir Will, give us that. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the only thing you can use to resize. Is that know? another hammer? Is that another item that we don't know all the magical properties of still? Agrimash, the hammer of unmaking? Yeah. Um use its full name when you talk when you speak it's a legendary <laughs> hammer that its abilities unlock as you go right, so like, right yeah we did ignore it for a while um remember when gal took a level in fighter to be able to wield it yep yep, yep. sure do you and to wear the armor uh, I think armor. you do know all the stuff it can do. Um, once per day is a full round action. The wielder of Agrimash can use the hammer to cast Heightened Enlarged Person right. that lasts for 20 minutes. And whenever the wielder of Agrimash confirms a crit against a creature of the humanoid type, they must succeed at a DC 23 fortitude save or shrink by one size category as by Heightened Reduced Person. That lasts 
a heightened reduced person that lasts for 20 minutes. You know, it's a cool hammer. You hate when you find these cool artifacts early. No one can use no it. No one in the party was really built for it. Yeah. And it's like, here's the weapon for the adventure. Dude, everything yeah. we have the, found the in this adventure. signature weapon of the AP, and, and we can't use it. Or the armor. <laughs> like, that's gone, too. Everything we have found in this adventure has been for fighters. Yeah. It's all weapons and armor. And it makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not... It's not crazy. Uh, you know, there aren't a lot of like spell books just filled with amazing spells from the. Who could potentially know. use this other hammer? I mean, nobody. Nobody right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, Jimmer. Yeah, Jimmer could. But he's got, <laughs> he's got all his specialized uh, longsword stuff. So. Yeah, none of you. Wait, you guys can wield hammers. Yeah, we can wield right. it, but it's, it's just not your not not going to be feasible for us to use in combat. Right. Um, well, I mean, we'll see what the item does. I mean. If it, if it grants constant effect, see invisibility. It might be worth wielding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, right. Maybe one of us dies today, and then uh, we'll be really lucky in a hammer-wielding... Hammer of resurrection. Yeah, hammer guy will come along. Uh, all right, so what are you thinking? You want to sleep it off here for a couple days before going to Skell? Do you want to stay for five to get uh, Nestor's feet retrained and yeah. then go there on the sixth day? And return. We could also go without Nestor. There we let him while train. he's training. We can go to Skelt. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're talking about five days total. Then you want to keep it as tight as possible. Yep. Uh, yeah. So what would the the hammer? Would that be a martial weapon? Uh, is it like a? I'm sure, you can wield wield a warhammer. A cleric can. Yeah. Okay. Actually, yeah, that might not be too bad for you. Might not be. I know you like Del your Grace. daggers, but. Depending on the, I, I love you using a hammer because it's the dwarfiest thing possible. Yeah, yeah. If you love Torag and forging, you got to use a hammer, bruh. Um, can't load a hammer in your spring sheath. Though. I, I, we should before we teleport back. It is it is a martial weapon. It's not a simple weapon. Uh-huh. And, and clerics cannot wield a warhammer right? if they're a cleric of Torag. Oh, you know hammer. why? I'm thinking because I had a cleric barbarian that used a warhammer. Mm, uh, barbarian allowed me to do it, um, so you can't use it. No, unless I take martial weapon proficiency when we level up. Might be worth it. Which I won't. Well, we'll see what the weapon is. Yeah, you might. (laughs) Somebody might. Uh, All right, so day one, you arrive. I'm just keeping track of days here. Day one, you arrive in Mindal's Cathedral. This is the same day that Titarian was murdered. Yes. Okay. Your plan, uh, you need to stay there at least five days. And I'm, I'm going, I'm fingers crossed that there is someone there with this feat that I want that can, I can train with. Okay. Um, what is the feat? The feat, I think, I'm, is clustered shot. Clustered shot. Yeah. Okay. So on day one, you mentioned about, does anyone have this ability or something? Uh, yeah, I'm looking to do this, blah, blah, blah. And uh, people, the word is in the cathedral, no one really has that capability so uh one of the guys is like i'll, I'll go out to the camps and see if uh, there's anybody that has this ability i mean if it's going to help save the world i'll uh, i'll see what i can find um comes back day two nothing on day two farron comes up from the forge heart and it's like i have prayed on the hammer and it is complicated i've still not fully sussed out what it does However, if you notice, it's quite brittle. There's something about it that seems like it's been changed, that it was once something else, but something has been done to change it. I must pray on it further. 
What? To try and figure what? out what happened to this and what powers, if any, it once had what or may it? have again. Was it fragile? Maybe it was a dwarven hammer that the giants yeah. It's yeah. altered. It's like the sword that was broken. Uh, why don't you add a wand of identify to that list, uh, shopping list there, guys. All right, thank you. Day three, guy comes back. Still haven't found anybody. I'll I'll keep looking, though. Farron doesn't come up. You're killing me, mate. Come on. <laughs> You're killing me, mate. Farron doesn't come up at all on day three. She's locked in there trying to figure this out. From time to time, you hear things down there, like she's conducting rituals in the forge chart to try and figure this out. Day four, the guy comes back. I found someone that might be able to help you. But we need to go to her. Right. Okay. This way. He walks you out into the camps, and you see just like... It's not like they're the, the small folk and the giants are living together, but they're not completely separated. They're mingling. They're hanging out. They're having barbecues. Um, <laughs> a couple kegs are out there. It looks like they're having a good time. Um, and he takes you uh, past a, a small uh, group of dwarves. You see two or three halflings as well nearby. Um, he walks you right past them and over to a stone giant. She says she can help you. And he backs up and then kind of picks up his speed and runs back <laughs> to the cathedral. Um, so you're just standing there in front of the stone giant towering over you. What do you need to learn? Oh, hello. Uh, so, yeah, I've been looking, asking around for someone who can teach me to do... You know that trick I've heard about? You know, it's just boom, boom, boom. Like, you put, like, a bunch of arrows in one spot so you can, like, sort of hit it and they don't, they can overcome damage reduction. Like, that's what I'm sort of looking to do. You could do that. I don't know. And I've ever seen a giant who was good at that sort of thing. Mm. Let me see if this is what you seek. And she goes into her tent and pulls out a huge bow. <laughs> oh, oh, fucking cool. great bow! Oh, cool, blimey, that is a big bow. She reaches down and picks up a... Uh, uh, an arrow. A man. <laughs> a, young, a, a young man. A young man who led picks up Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> picks up Bull Bull and puts him in there. And she looks around at the surrounding mountain. Um, and she sees, like, off in the distance where the pit fighting was happening, uh, like a tent sitting there uh, that's barely uh, standing up. And she's like, maybe this. And she just aims it and hits it spot on. And you know in that moment in the way that it hit it that she has the power that oh. you seek. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, uh, can you teach me to do that? I can make it worth your while. Mm. Let's get to work. Right. <laughs> and you guys start training. Cue the training montage. Yeah. Tell me about this. The new way. <laughs> Farron comes up on the fourth day as well and she looks like she's been through hell she looks like she hasn't slept I have determined what this is or what it once was and what it could be again it seems as if this was once a hammer of a 
great warrior, great warrior, perhaps not unlike you, Baron or your giant slaying friends. But that hero was defeated, perhaps by Titarian or his clan, and he bathed the hammer in the blood <gasps> of the wielder, thereby making it brittle. Oh. Brittle, that's what it is. Oh. And losing all of its inherent power. You need to now bathe it in the blood of a fire giant <gasps> for it to regain its power. This is, in my estimation, unholy magic, but it is the only way. Should you do that, you will gain the powers of this weapon. At first glance, it looks like a plus three large returning warhammer. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but that's to the untrained eye. I've studied this perhaps too long. I feel as if my mind is clouded by the murder of the previous wielder. But if you were to wield this weapon while also wearing a belt of giant strength, it becomes a plus five large giant bane returning thundering war. Oh my oh god! My god. Oh, oh. <laughs> With the following two properties. First, when the bearer makes a successful thrown attack with the hammer, the hammer emits a powerful clap of thunder, causing all creatures within 90 feet to be stunned for one round. <laughs> oh my god. Fortitude to save negates. <laughs> the wielder is not immune to this effect. It is so powerful. Second, the hammer's range increment increases to 30 feet. This minor artifact is known as the Hammer of Thunderbolts. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Wow! Oh, that oh, weapon wow. is incredible! Wow. Plus five! Plus, Plus five! five! Oh, my uh, giant bane! You know you're in the end game when it's a plus, plus five, yeah, five. Saudi! Yeah. Weapon yeah. focus. Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 man. Man. <laughs> The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? 
Well, we dove deep into the Empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale, it's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.